more fiddly dee. Being a pirate is all I can be. Oh, Yar, yeah, we gotta do, uh, we gotta do the sea shanties, because that's trending, and we need to trend. Shit. Um... <laughs> Running down a cuba with a load of sugar. Welcome back to me tavern. Yeah. Darn. We're pirates now. It's a pirate time. It's a pirate episode. Welcome back to the short rest. Here we be telling ye our ten favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> We've always had this voice. <laughs> You've listened in This is kind of now. <laughs> so, this is a little short rest episode between our classes. Yeah, sorry for shouting at you on your short rest. I know you don't have a lot of time. It's a rowdy pub. I don't know if you can hear the other revelers, <laughs> but par for the course. So we have each chosen five things that we think are swell, neat, bang tidy, one might say. And we're going to present each of them to you with just a minute or so, each item. We're going to go through them. Maybe open up your mind. Yeah, because it's kind of a big thing whenever you're, like, making a new character and, okay, you've got, like, your feats, you've figured out the table that tells you all the crap that has what to do with your class, and now you have to choose from a list of hundreds of items. <laughs> what, what is your starting equipment? A lot of times you just get a pack or whatever, but we're here to enlighten you into some. Add a little bit more. So, JT, do you want to go first? Yeah. These are in no particular order, I should say, by the Alphabetic. Way. Yeah. <laughs> These are just just things that we gong done liked. Yeah. So, my choice for number one is ball bearings. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, why ball bearings, you might ask? Because it's hilarious. In a Looney Tunes cartoon-esque way, I want this to work at one point. Haven't. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a there's a universe out there where this has, and it's great. What are the rules for it? So ball bearings, you know, they're just like uh, little metal balls, right? Mm -hmm. Like tiny metal balls. And I think you can do a lot with these little bad boys. I mean, explicitly, you can make someone have a hilarious banana peel slip. <laughs> right? If you throw it into like a little room, like this is kind of a cool way to get out of a fight or have an advantage over a group of enemies who come at you. Yeah. Or just have a really funny situation. Precisely. But maybe you also have to move a really big heavy thing. You could do like, <laughs> you know, like an Egyptian's wet the sand type of thing, right? Where you just throw <laughs> a bunch of ball bearings down and you can like glide the big heavy thing on top. It's pretty cool. Right? It's a good thing. Or maybe you have something that can shoot projectiles, and you don't have like a ton of throw some ball bearings into it. Now you have <laughs> you have kind of like a shotgun thing. <laughs> yeah, it's versatile. I'll give you that. Yeah, you can make a shrapnel bomb out of <laughs> ball gum powder and ball bearings. Gum powder. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Okay, okay, that's a good one. I'll give you that. It's the best one. My pick for the first one is Alchemist's Fire. So what is Alchemist's Fire? And how is it different from regular fire? 
It's a sticky, adhesive fluid that ignites when exposed to air. Ah, uh, so like napalm, but it's napalm, worse. But it ignites itself. So there's kind of two ways. First of all, it's sticky. Yeah. So you can stick it to the underside of things. You can you can light a fire anywhere. And also, it ignites when it's exposed to air. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of the Arctic, if you're in your snow campaign, and you're you huddling for warmth, lighting it. yeah. You, if you can't light the fire because your DM is being like, mm, make a survival check to light mm. fire, throw so. some alchemist fire on your shit wood, baby. Yeah, as long as your campaign isn't taking place in space. <laughs> it sounds like even you then can you, you could breathe on it. I guess I don't know. It doesn't say it needs a fire to keep going, just to yes. ignite it, right? <laughs> and it's self-sustaining. Um, <laughs> it's an improvised weapon. It does one d four fire damage each turn and someone can extinguish the flames by making a DC 10 dexterity check. But its real usefulness comes from having instant fire anywhere. Yeah, I feel like the stickiness part of it and not having to worry about lighting it makes it pretty useful. Yeah, you can use this to cut ropes like far away. You can dip like arrows in it. Yeah. You can, there's so many things where you could, if you well, kind of tune you, your like, mind to it. work with this Keep with it in a bucket. to air? Keep it in a bucket. <laughs> bucket of water. <laughs> it's like uh, Sistraming, which, there you go. That's a reference you can look up. So, and you never will. No. <laughs> JT, what is your second one? All right, my second one's a little bit more straightforward. Crowbar. Crowbar is pretty, like, pretty obviously useful in how you can use it. There is very, there are very many circumstances where you need to open something or get purchase on something or move something that's a little bit too heavy or awkward or like, you know, a door jam or something like that. Yeah. Crowbars are pretty great for that kind of stuff. If you're playing with a kind of a strict DM, then they might not let you use your weapons to like pry open some things because in the real world, you'd just bend your sword. Yeah. So having a crowbar, having that back up, pretty is, good. Yeah, there. it's pretty good. Yeah, and we've also had situations where there's a lot of potential for just having a solid block of iron can be useful. Yeah. Like we've had situations where, especially one that you don't care about, one yeah. that you can leave places. Yeah. You just buy another one. This thing's, it, I don't know how much it costs because it doesn't say, but it can't be that much. Two GP. <laughs> Two gold. Actually, that's a little. Well, actually, everything's kind of expensive here. Two GP. <laughs> But yeah, better than a sword. And you can use it as like, we've used it as like a handle that you can affix to a latch or door that doesn't have one, right? If yes. you can like glue can it on glue it or something. Together with, you can get some magic items to do that. You yeah. can like shape stone around it. Yeah, and you can use that in combination with like a rope to make a kind of like pulley system or something if you need to. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. My next one is a block and tackle. So a block and tackle is a set of pulleys with a cable threaded through them and a hook. It allows you to hoist up to four times the weight you can normally lift. Now, lifting things is always a problem. <laughs> there will always be a time in any campaign where you need to lift things. Four times your weight, add on the rest of your party pulling as well, you can hoist some heavy shit. Yeah, you can get tackle. you can get your way out of some sticky situations if you're like actually dungeoning and some cave-in blocks a path or whatever. Mm. I mean, this could be a good way to methodically take away all of that crap. Exactly. So if you have a strength score of 10, 
which is if, if you're not putting anything into your strength but the bare minimum. Yeah, you are a regular person. You can normally lift 30 times your strength score, 300 pounds. With the block and tackle, four times that, that's 1,200 pounds. Yeah, that's What's 1,200 pounds? That's like a Mazda Miata. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's small like a car. car. Times that, I mean, if you have some four people in your party, times that by four. Yeah, and then you 5,000 pounds? A couple of cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dope. And there's no limit. There's no upper limit to the block and tackle. So have at it. JT, what's your next one? So I chose lock because there's tons of stuff that you might want to keep shut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing in D&D for like shit to get stolen or like... Um, things to come through doors you don't want to come through. Yeah, things to come through doors. Like, and it's reusable. So like if you ever had a situation where it's like, oh, do you want to interrogate the bad guy, but you're worried about like some civilians coming in and seeing that you're doing something unsavory, well like, lock the door. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to like guard the door, especially yeah. if you're in a small party. It's basically doing the job of a barbarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the door! Oh, the door! It's a whole barbarian in a single item. Yeah, and like also maybe you're running away from some danger or something like that. Closing and locking a door behind you could also be a hilarious way to really thwart that from coming. Yeah. So I chose for my third one the good, handy, trusty rope you should always have rope i cannot say this enough you should always have rope if you ever run out of rope go buy rope if you ever have less than 50 feet of rope on you go buy rope yeah rope always is. buy rope rope is a classic it's just so i mean whether hempen or silk it has two hit points and can be burst with a dc 17 strength check that's quite high for low levels yeah. Starting out, so you can bound people. There are more uses for rope than I will ever be able to say in a hundred episodes. Yeah, I it, mean, it's, uh, it goes with your block and tackle. Yeah, my big point is th this whole section is just to make sure that you have rope. Buy rope, get rope. Go, go now. Go now, text your DM, say, I want to buy rope in my downtime. <laughs> Always have the rope. The prices are going up and they're going <laughs> forever. Rope. <laughs> rope economy. Get rope. That's what I've got to say. Get rope. You can use it for Buy, buy, buy. If you use mage hand, you can have a mage hand tie rope to something and then you can pull it from across a cavern, yeah. from a roof. You could, it's applying force yeah. to something. And then now you can have your cool From a distance. swing thing to get it's across that chasm or whatever. So dope. Yeah. Rope. That's that's the tagline. You know, like, got milk? Rope. So dope. <laughs> rope. It's rope. <laughs> <laughs> JT, what's your third one? Okay, my next Fourth one, one is oil. Oil. Yeah, oil's a good one. Oil, it's like, okay, going in the direction of ball bearings, it can also be a hilarious surface for somebody to slip on, <laughs> right? But going the alchemist fire route, it's also a really great thing to have so that you can, like, reliably light fires on stuff. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's, it's like, delayed as well. Yeah, so this... the oil, then light it later. Yeah, sometimes oil can be the fuse, too, right? Mm. Like, if you have trails of oil for something, like, that could also be, like, a fuse. Like, imagine you're going down dungeon delving or whatever, right? 
And for whatever reason, you have barrels of gunpowder. You roll those barrels <laughs> of gunpowder down the stairwell. You know, there's a bunch of bad guys down there. And then you can just pour a bunch of oil down there. And now you have your fuse down to your, like, explosive. And it's awesome. <laughs> I've never done that before, but it sounds like <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of like Alchemist Fire. Alchemist Fire has the bonus. It's cool that we both thought of those things. Mm -hmm. Alchemist Fire has the bonus of being able to light anywhere. Yeah, so you don't need to think of the mechanism to light it. Mm. Oil means you have the delayed lighting. You can be anywhere when you light it. Yes, it maybe is a little bit more stable. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can have... Con control over when you would light it and stuff like that. Alright, my next thing, bit of a left field one, is sealing wax. Now mm. sealing wax is good because this anything... This is not sealing like the <laughs> sealing of your house. Like to seal a letter. Yeah. Anything sealed with wax looks more impressive. <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> as long as you have sealing wax, you can make anything look slightly more impressive <laughs> than it previously was. You just put a seal on it. I need some twigs to like twigs, twigs to make a little seal, something. Mm. Carve a little seal for yourself. You show that to a peasant, they're gonna be impressed. So okay, this might be convincing somebody to vacate their home because you need to use it because you're here on orders of the king. Exactly. So here's What's, a letter. It's the seal. Yeah, it's not from the king, but it's from the king's brother, maybe. That you've never yeah. heard of. Huh? But it's very official. I've got a seal. <laughs> Sealing wax is super super cool. You can also use it to seal doors closed if you're being attacked by a small army of gnats. Uh, Make guys an airtight. <laughs> I mean, actually, making things airtight yeah. is a genuine. You can use it to seal the end of bottles, mm. um, flasks, anything that's going to go in water for a long time. Mm. So you can also seal, like, completely surround a small slip of paper in sealing wax to kind of conceal it, mm. as um, if you've got a secret message on a little slip of paper. Dunk the whole thing in sealing wax. If you get searched or anything, they just find some sealing wax, baby. There's no mm. letter in that. So you use that to like obfuscate items and mm. stuff. So sealing wax, it's a, it's good. It's a thing. Yeah. It's not to be underestimated. Yeah, good uses for that. What's your final one? Manacles. Manacles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like uh, this one could be replaced with rope, right? But my only pitch, so like manacles, I'll put that on the bottom of my list for a reason, mm -hmm. right? Because like rope, obviously more important and you can do most of the job that you would do with manacles with rope. But here's like the saving grace of manacles, I'll say, is that they're one fireproof. thing, they're fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, hopefully the, if you're binding a person, you're not worried about them catching fire, but yeah, who knows? Uh, you can manacle a fire elemental. You can't rope a fire <laughs> elemental. There you go. You go. <laughs> right, but manacles are quick in a way that rope yes. cannot be. So like you can surprise somebody with manacles. You can manacle somebody, you might not even need to manacle like both their hands together. You can manacle one of their hands to a thing. Or the other one to you, then they have to fall in love with you. Now you gotta be <laughs> my friend. <laughs> because with rope you can untie with if you had like a hand free or I don't know, a dexterous mouth or yeah, something. A dexterous mouth. <laughs> but like with manacles you need the key mm. or you have to figure out a way to destroy the manacle, which is not easy. Yeah. They're they're just more hardy. 
in yeah. every way. But yeah, speed, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely important. Yeah. Surprise. All right. You're coming with me. <laughs> Stop, criminal scum. Yes, what's your, what's your last one? My final one is the one and only, the almighty, the glorious, the unstoppable sack. Yeah. Now, you may be thinking, sack, you can put things in it. Cool. But there's something you can put in a sack that is infinitely friendly to your desires. <laughs> <laughs> You can sack a wizard. Because if you put a sack over the head of a wizard, they can't use any verbal spells. While they're trying to get the sack off their head, you manacle them, they can do no more semantic spells. <laughs> you neuter a wizard with a, you mage hand, a sack on the wizard's head, they're fucked. Yeah, you do nothing, and you're coming with me. You almost every spell needs some kind of verbal like the majority you need a verbal component you are completely fucking over a wizard and while he's spending his turn getting the sack off his head he's not casting spells at you it's just perfect sack a wizard always sack a wizard you see a wizard get the sack always try that first it there's no there's no alternative that is yeah. as good and yeah. as cheap and as disposable the easiest way to Neutralize a spellcaster. Do you know how much a sack costs, JT? One gold piece. Fuck your crowbar for two GP. <laughs> One copper piece. Can I say gold? Copper get piece. Two sacks for that. <laughs> it's a copper piece. You can get two hundred sacks for the price of a crowbar. Mm. Two hundred wizards. That's two hundred wizards who will never see the light exactly. of day. Exactly. <laughs> sack a wizard. It's perfect. <laughs> that's another tagline. <laughs> so that's our top ten items for D and D. For what we think is is some good early level things. Pick them up if you can, if you've got the money. Yeah, those are all common items too. So that's yeah. what we didn't say this before, but like we chose items that are more or less available and pretty easy. To yeah, use. you should be able to find all of these in any decent sized town, not even cities and stuff. Yeah, maybe alchemist fire might be tough. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, is that oil is a good alternative because it's so cheap. That's true. Alchemist, fire is, Alchemist fire is 50 gold, but you can sometimes convince your DM to give it to you in your starting equipment because it's in the adventuring gear page. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing that's more expensive than that is spyglass? poison and spyglass. Poison is 100, and then the spyglass is 1,000. Yeah, because you got black market prices with that yeah. poison. So the alchemist fire again. If you can open it underwater, then you can just reseal it, baby, and you have a few uses. If you just need a drop or two to get a fire going, get a pipette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you know how they used to do old pipettes before you had plastic? Because pipettes are plastic. Okay, so what's the? You used to just have a tiny. glass tube and use your mouth. Don't use that with alchemist fire. Okay, there's a, there's a just little, there, there's some disadvantage to this. That Side I'm note, to... quickly, I was talking to one of my old biology uh, teachers years ago. His wife About was a the research of alchemist fire. was a research for something. It was some some horrible disease like TB or fucking I don't know what awful thing it was. And they were doing they had to take like mixtures of these diseases and transfer them to petri dishes using mouth pipettes. So they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sometimes apparently they would just <laughs> accidentally swallow them and it would be fine and like not much would happen. Maybe you might get a bit sick, 
But apparently that was just a thing that happened. Why? I feel like they're... Why would you use the mouth version? I mean, because there was no other version. This is like in the 50s. Surely <laughs> there was something. Surely. But yeah, you just use mouth pipette. If you have used a mouth pipette, we've got like two listeners who are over 60, according to our statistics. If you or someone you know has used a mouth pipette, email me. Toby at com. Let me know yeah. your... Explain! <laughs> America! <laughs> Explain! All right. This one is Kansas. <laughs> Why is this not Arkansas? <laughs> it's like... Uh, ending on the high. That's it. We will see you guys next week where we'll be returning to the classes. The classic? Classes. classes. Classic classes. Yeah. Until then, goodbye! See ya.